It's a great pleasure to welcome Brent Peterson to What's Next. Now, Brent is an admitted attorney and notary public of the High Court of South Africa. He's also a legal professional. He's got uh, a nine years post-qualification experience. But we're talking about crypto, and he's got lots of experience in corporate and commercial law. But he currently acts as the head of South Africa's EasyCrypto.com, which is a South African-based crypto asset exchange retailer with its root established in New Zealand. And it offers South Africans uh, to buy and sell crypto assets in a simple, smart and easy way. Uh, Brent, it's great to have you with us. Brent Peterson, head of South Africa at Easy Crypto. How are you doing, Brent? I'm very well, thank you. Ah, that's great. Well, it's great to have you on the show with us. Well, listen, a lot of talk about crypto in the last years. We know there the are also controversies around crypto, but the, the point is that it is the way of the future. And the interest rate is basically our borrowing cost, right? So when we look at and how we experience the effects of it in many different aspects of our lives, you know, if you're bond rate, if you've got a, any kind of loan, for example, interest rates basically influence the way we spend money, but more equally and as important, how we save money as well. Now, bearing this in mind, recent studies suggest that the first place consumers clamp down on are long-term life investments. Uh, people cut down on their premiums and uh, insurance policies, etc. Medical aids are affected, life policies, savings and investments, endowments. Now, let me ask you how you foresee this affecting crypto investments in South Africa. So people are already, you know, cutting back on a lot of things. Is this going to affect crypto investments as well? What, what are you guys seeing? Well, I think the, the relationship between interest rates and crypto investments in South Africa can be complex and, and multifaceted. Uh, while it is true that interest rates can influence consumer behavior and financial positions, uh, specifically long-term uh, life investments, the, the direct impact on crypto investments may not be as pronounced. The reason I say that is because crypto investments or even cryptocurrencies are driven by a range of factors, you know, that include market dynamics, uh, technical and uh, technological advancements, regulatory developments, and also inve investor and market sentiment. So okay. taking that into you know account, there there are a few ways uh, I believe which you know changes in interest rates how it could potentially impact crypto investments in South Africa. I think one of the first things is obviously risk appetite. You know, um, yes. lower interest rates generally encourage uh, risk taking behavior. You know, as uh, investors search for higher yields. But in such an environment, some investors may be more inclined to, to allocate a portion of the, the investment portfolio to cryptocurrencies, you know, uh, which are known for potential higher returns, but also carry higher risks. I think also a very important component or consideration is market sentiment. You know, interest rates change, can change uh, and can impact the overall uh, market sentiment and investor confidence. If interest rates are, are rising due to concerns about inflation or economic instability, it could create a negative sentiment in the broader financial markets, including uh -huh. crypto. But on the other side, if crypto interest rates are lowered to stimulate economic growth, it could potentially boost investor confidence and then lead to increase in crypto investments. So I think it's probably worth noting that crypto investments are also influenced by factors 
uh, that pertain to the actual cryptocurrency uh, industry itself, such as regulatory mm. developments. I mentioned, you know, technological advancements, market vol volatility and global adoption trends. So these are, I would say, these are the more significant factors that impact crypto investments compared to, to changes in, in interest rates. Okay, you know, that's very, very, very interesting. I mean, when you look at, really, with, with many of the South African consumers revisiting saving strategies, and that's what everyone is doing at the moment in their homes, they're saying, look, what can we do? Let's revisit this. What would you, uh, I mean, what would entice or incentivize the consumer to invest in crypto instead and, and make them feel comfortable doing that? Yeah. So I think, you know, to entice and incentivize South Africans to invest in cryptocurrencies instead of your, your traditional saving strategies, there, there are also another several factors that, that play a role. So I think, again, you know, it's a diversification. One could be a diversification of opportunities. Uh, cryptocurrencies mm. offer an additional asset class. I mean, it has been declared as a financial product in, in South Africa under the Financial Advisor and Intermediary Services Act, which is which is quite phenomenal, getting that recognition as a new asset class. And I think also uh, by investing in cryptocurrencies, consumers can diversify their investment portfolios beyond traditional options like stocks and bonds. So diversification can help spread risk and, and potentially enhance the overall performance of a consumer's portfolio. I think another another component is definitely the again the technological innovation around cryptocurrencies because it's built on an innovative blockchain technology you know which appeals to individuals who are interested in in those types of advancements and and the potential of it to disrupt the power of decentralized finance so the aspect can be you know quite appealing to, to tech-savvy consumers who are looking for investment opportunities that are actually aligned with their interests. I think an, a, another uh, important component that I would also have to mention is, the, is definitely, again, the potential for high returns. Cryptocurrencies have gained a reputation for, for the potential to deliver significant returns, and the higher the return potential compared, it, it is definitely a higher return um, potential compared to traditional savings accounts and other investment options that could attract consumers. I think the last one that would be quite um, interesting or is definitely worth noting is financial inclusion. I think the, the cryptocurrencies have the potential to provide financial services to the unbanked and the underbanked populations in South Africa where there's a significant portion of the population without access to traditional banking services. So mm. cryptocurrencies can offer that an alternative means of participation in the financial system, fostering, uh, you know, financial inclusion. So that's quite important. And I, I would also want to mention, you know, educational resources and, and support providing consumers with access to educational resources, workshops, you know, support that, that support and, and assist in understanding how the investment in cryptocurrencies operate. They can also help them build trust and confidence among consumers who may be a bit hesitant at first or unfamiliar with the specific asset class. Okay. Now, uh, you know, we often hear of different uh, kind of investments and the one that scares me uh, quite a bit is Forex trading. And, you know, you see a lot of that stuff and people posting stuff on Facebook and, and you know that there's something that's not right. 
how, how does how does crypto investment and and I'm not saying that forex trading is all bad. I think that uh, you know when if you're a professional trader, you know you can you know gain you know good returns. But how does crypto investment differ from forex trading? Yeah, I think that's a very a very good question and comparative to make because crypto investment and forex trading are both uh, forms of speculative you know investment involving financial markets but they do have some key differences so i would again mention the asset class component uh, crypto investments you know involve in buying and holding cryptocurrencies uh, you know for a long period of time uh, with with the expectation that that long term there will be a long term appreciation or a, a increase in value so um, you, if you look at it from that way, you know, it is a bet on the future value and adoption of an underlying technology. But Forex trading, on the other hand, focuses on trading, you know, currency pairs in the foreign exchange market. And uh, Forex traders speculate on relative, you know, value of one currency against the other, aiming for profit from the fluctuation in exchange rates. So that right. is definitely one important component. Another comparative, I would say, is definitely volatility. Cryptocurrencies are known for the, for, for being uh, hi highly volatile with prices often experiencing significant swings, you know, with short periods. This, this volatility can present opportunities for substantial gains, but also increases the, the risk of losses. But if we look at Forex markets, it can also be very volatile. But the extent of the price movements is generally influenced by economic factors and geopolitical events rather than an inherent volatility of the asset itself. I would also uh, mention, Akai, that I think the liquidity is also quite important. Uh, forex trading is one of the largest financial markets globally um, with high liquidity and tight spreads. But it, it is, so it is relatively easy to enter and exit positions in, you know, major current, uh, currency pairs. But with cryptocurrency markets, you know, while, they, while, they grow, while it grows in liquidity, it can also still be more liquid compared to, you know, uh, to the Forex, especially for less popular or lower cap uh, cryptocurrencies. And this can result in wider spreads and potentially more challenging execution of trades. And I think the most important is definitely regulatory environment. Forex mm. trading is regulated in most jurisdictions, you know, uh, which are with established regulatory bodies overseeing brokers and enforcing rules to protect investors. Crypto investments, on the other hand, operate in a regulatory landscape that is still evolving in South Africa and can vary significantly between countries. So the lack of consistent regulations and investor protections in the crypto space introduces that traditional, I would say, risk and difference compared to, to forex trading. Okay, now that makes that makes sense. Look, uh, the reality is that there's there's a clear hesitancy in the South African market to adopt crypto. It's obviously relatively new in terms of uh, the bigger scale of financial markets, um, and of course there has been some controversy in the last few years. Let's let's not skirt around that issue. But why do you think that it, you know it is it, you know how, how how do we curb the stigma? attached to crypto how do we make it more positive how do we convince people that it's a safe investment yes well look i think you know um on that component of of 
trying to to explain you know to people why it would be a safe investment again boils down to you know knowledge and understanding mm. about the about the crypto industry space you know many individuals have limited most people actually have uh, you know limited knowledge and understanding of cryptocurrencies and the underlying blockchain technology and crypto is a relatively new and and complex concept so to speak and you know uh, sometimes that puts people off because they lack that understanding. But the, the education and awareness initiatives that explain cryptocurrency in simple terms, highlight the, you know, the potential benefits and how demystify the technology and um, other concerns that they may have. Again, I think another component with regards to the adoption of crypto um, assets in South Africa is something that is definitely increasing. We've seen that based on data and, and stats that's been provided, and that has actually increased on the basis that it's been declared a financial product. I mean, it was only declared a financial product on the 19th of October 2022. So there has been a slow integration into South Africans' regulatory framework, more specifically the financial sector where crypto assets are finding its place. Um, under the financial sector laws with, as a new asset class. So the regulatory landscape surrounding uh, crypto assets or currencies is still evolving um, in South Africa, but it looks very good. I mean, the fact, like I mentioned, the fact that it's been given that recognition and that place in the regulatory framework is a positive. So I think that is one of the things that can assist in terms of actually adopting that new asset class and utilizing it based on the blockchain technology that's provided. I would also want to mention, you know, sometimes there is uncertainty on how uh, crypto assets will be regulated and concerns about potential risks. But the fact that we have a regulatory authority uh, where crypto asset service providers like ourselves have to report to, have to be licensed, have to have uh, specific money laundering and combating or financing of terrorism policies and processes in place. You know, everyone knows also with regards to, to businesses that are declared as accountable institutions. They need to vet who they are dealing with, identify the person, make sure that that is in fact the person that they're dealing with. And those processes and controls that you put in place assist people to understand that it is a, a asset class that is in the process of being regulated. It is regulated, but it just needs to be adopted into various use cases that crypto asset you know, uh, services can be provided in that specific context. I think another, another component that is definitely worth mentioning is again also the, the volatility and risk perception. One of the things that we always try to educate you know, consumers about is that there's always risks with investments, right? Mm, so mm. it's important to understand what type of crypto asset you are investing in, um, what is the underlining uh, purpose of that specific crypto asset. And, and because of uh, crypto assets being known for their high uh, uh, price volatility, which can make some investors weary of entering into the market, so the perception of high risk coupled with, you know, limited understanding can automatically deter individuals from considering, you know, crypto investments. But I, based on my understanding, having carefully monitored how international law has influenced South African law with crypto assets has actually seen a positive uh, adoption rate, which is slowly increasing. Okay, that's interesting. It's a very interesting observation. Uh, according to the blockchain in in the retail market report 
by Fortune Business Insights. It was quite a recent one. It, it said that the pandemic helped accelerate the global growth of the blockchain retail market, despite supply chain disruptions and global economic woes. Now, can the same be said for South Africa? Yeah, I think uh, definitely the retail market is actually you're using crypto assets as a means of payment in the retail space is actually what the focus is right now. As we as as you start to explore and understand crypto assets and fundamentally the various use cases that can that can be derived from that retail merchants are actually looking at crypto assets as a, another form of payment you know for any type of services or even at the point of sale at at your door so i think maybe what is worth mentioning is that you know while the pa pandemic has actually accelerated the global growth of blockchain retail market it's also very important to note that the specific impact on south africa may differ due to unique market conditions and challenges and what i'm saying is our 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 unique market uh, condition or or, or or considerations is that it's actually been a it is a regulated product so now testing the various use cases in how you can adopt it and utilize it is very appealing to the retail market so uh, with with taking that into into account i think the financial inclusion of crypto adoption in south africa has a significant uh, impact for unbanked population and the pandemic has actually further highlighted the importance of financial inclusion in blockchain technology. So with the potential of decentralized financial services that could offer solutions for improving, you know, access to financial services and, and empowering under, under uh, I, I would say, um, uh, less act less access individuals to be able to be included in in the financial space is what crypto assets provide but i think the the important topic again as i always come back you know to the regulatory component that's my backbone that's my understanding and that is what gives me a clear insight to to know what's going to happen with crypto assets as things develop so again it's been declared a financial product it provides certainty Yes, there is risk that is involved, but it depends on your use case. And crypto assets have various use cases. Long-term investment, um, using it as a means of payment uh, for services that is rendered to be traded between peers. So those are the various use cases that can be used. And I think the, the retail space is definitely one of the, the options that uh, retail merchants are looking at. I mean, there is a... a, a uh, the, the adoption of using crypto as a means of payment with pick and pay. You can go into pick and pay, you yes. can go pay with, uh, Bitcoin using the, the QR code that is presented and then actually paying for your groceries right there at the point of sale. So that is a form of adoption and pick and pay is one of the, is the second biggest retailer in South Africa. So I think mm. they are kind of setting um, the, the, the scene for how it can be utilized because as I understand it's been rolled out in 1,633 stores. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, I was reading another report. Uh, this was uh, from April, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Demystifying Crypto. It was uh, a report by the payment platform Checkout.com. And they showed that 45% of consumers between the ages of 18 and 35, they believe that crypto should be used as a currency. And 62% of merchants plan to introduce digital coins tokens, and even NFTs as part of their loyalty schemes. Now, 
Do you think that level of demand exists in South Africa? And if it does, do you think that level of demand will drive the use of crypto? I'm sure we're shifting towards that if we're not there already. Yes, no, uh, a very good point. I think one, one thing that we need to make, uh, you know, quite clear about is that in South Africa, crypto assets are not considered to be legal tender or be a representation, so to speak, of actual fiat currency or czar, right? It's a, yes. it's a, it's an asset class that's been utilized, um, that has a, that does have a potential value that can be utilized for purposes of payment, trading, investing. And I think the level of demand for crypto as a currency and adoption of cryptocurrency and digital coins is definitely there, but it's not in South Africa in the context of it being legal tender, but it can be used as a form of change of value with, with, between individuals. So I think, uh, you know, while it is difficult to provide a precise data or on the specific demand of, 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 of crypto use cases all out South Africa, there are definitely factors that suggest that there is a growing interest in cryptocurrency. Digital payments and, and uh, financial inclusion, again, another topic that I mentioned on uh, with regards to the other questions that you asked, that South Africa has a significant portion of the population that is unbanked um, and underbanked, and cryptocurrencies can offer an alternative means of participating in the financial system and conducting actual digital transactions and potentially addressing the issues of financial inclusion. So as digital payments gain traction in the country, the demand for crypto assets uh, will definitely, and the use cases thereof will definitely mm. increase. I think it's uh, with regards to the youth and, and tech-savvy population South Africa as a relatively young population as that stats show you know the age groups of of people that are interested in utilizing it um, uh, definitely show that young consumers are interested in using uh, crypto as currency or as a means of change of value and this tech savvy demographic could drive the demand for cryptocurrencies and the adoption of digital assets in various applications including loyalty programs I think the, the another component I would say is also quite important is the remittance market. South Africa has a sizable remittance market uh, with many individuals, you know, seeing and uh, uh, wanting to send and receive money. Uh, individuals that are working in other countries that want to send money back to their families. So that, that ties in with the remittance market for to allow cross-border transactions, obviously with the regulatory approvals that are required by SOB, but that could offer an alternative to, to traditional remittance services, which would be much more speedily and, and being given effect to quite quickly rather than going the, mm, the traditional mm. route. So the demand for crypto in South Africa is definitely influenced by those needs, the desire to make it more efficient, more cost-effective um, remittance options. Uh, again, I would also mention again, the, the regulatory environment is also quite important in this. Uh, like I've said before, the fact that crypto assets has been declared as a financial product, the Financial Intelligence Center has also just released last week a guidance note that actually clarifies in no uncertain terms what crypto assets are, who are considered to be crypto asset service providers and under what use cases they can be utilized. And based on that, it's now the time to actually test it and implement it. And that's why I'm saying yes. the adoption component is a very high topic in South Africa, uh, specifically with uh, retail merchants looking to use um, crypto assets as a means of payment. I mean, if you are able to, 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 to assist the unbanked 
by allowing them to pay, you know, with crypto for everyday goods. You know, how much easier does that make their lives if they if they haven't been uh, given access or don't fit the criteria of, you know, traditional banking services or let alone mm. being able to open up a bank account? So I think that's what crypto assets provide in the diversity of use, ease of use um, to make it easy as well. And I think that we that's what they find very appealing, uh, specifically by the fact that blockchain technology allows the transactions to be transparent. It's, you know, on a distributed open ledger, you can see when transactions took place. And I think that also makes it quite appealing to, to, to a lot of individuals that want to adopt it and utilize cryptocurrencies. So the growth and the mainstream adoption of cryptocurrencies is definitely there. Um, uh, the, 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 the component with the, the regulators addresses these challenges and they obviously want to provide it in such a way that it's user-friendly, but also a secure solution. So let, let's talk about that retail space that you touched on uh, just a second ago. And, and there is massive opportunity over there. What do you think is the biggest opportunity um, for these crypto users and traders in the overall retail space currently in South Africa? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the biggest opportunities for crypto users and traders in the retail space currently, you know, is the increasing acceptance and the adoption of cryptocurrencies as mm. a payment method. So the, the, the law or the definition of cryptocurrencies make it clear that it can be utilized as a means of payment. So I think some key aspects is definitely, you know, growing merchant acceptance. Like I mentioned before, Pick and Pay has already adopted it. More retailers, both online and I would say brick and mortar, are starting to accept cryptocurrencies as a form of payment. And this provides an opportunity for crypto users to directly use their digital assets to make a purchase. And expanding on the, the, the utility and, and, and the real world value of, of, of crypto assets. Uh, another important consideration is, I would say, also the, the privacy and the security component, because crypto uh, assets provide enhanced privacy and security features compared to traditional uh, payment methods. But also, again, with that in mind, they have to be utilizing a crypto asset service provider, but that vetting process already starts when that particular consumer wants to acquire crypto assets. So we at least we do a check on them, make sure they mm. are who they say they are, make sure that the funds that they are using to purchase crypto assets is not derived from illicit activities or money laundering activities, and then they get the crypto. Now they're sitting with the crypto in their wallet, and now they can use that for purposes of making payment. Mm. So I think, um, you know, once that has been, that once that component has been set, the ability to be able to utilize it, um, you know, becomes uh, 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 quite quite exciting in the sense that yes. it can be used across various sectors. I think loyalty programs and incentives is also quite important. You know, retailers have started to explore the integration of cryptocurrencies, looking at digital coins, tokens. I know you mentioned NFTs into their loyalty programs. And this provides an opportunity for crypto users, you know, to, to, to earn and redeem awards in the form of their digital assets, which can have added value and the potential of appreciation over time. Uh, I would also say investment and saving opportunities is also good. Retail investors, you know, can can use um, uh, crypto assets as a form of benefit and opportunity, you know, as part of their broader investment portfolio. 
and crypto assets have the potential for significant price appreciation. But I do say that with the caveat that it can go either way. It's all yes. about understanding and educating yourself in terms of what type of crypto assets you want to invest in, if it's long-term or short-term usage. And I think retail uh, traders can capitalize on the short-term price, you know, with regards to, to crypto assets and also long-term growth trends based on the crypto markets. Fantastic. Well, listen, it's all about the adoption and learning and understanding what crypto is all about and educating yourself. As you said, uh, these are very important factors. Brent Peterson, who is the head of Africa, of South Africa, rather, at Easy Crypto, thank you for joining us on What's Next. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.